Very good. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome to Friday's edition of Thursday's Old Testament Thursday. So welcome to Friday's edition of Old Testament Thursday. I am so sorry I did not get it out last week, uh, last yesterday. Did not get this episode out. I am very sorry. Uh, very busy week. Lots going on. I had catch-up to do. I know, I know. No excuse. Uh, just, just wanted to, uh, make sure that I, I got everybody trying to text me right now. I'm trying to shut it all off and it keeps coming in. Don't know why. All right. So let's keep it going here. We got, uh, lots of stuff going on. Our coffee. Coffee of the week. I got uh, Kent, my friend Kent, sent me this uh, Trader Joe's Organic Fair Trade Five Country Espresso Coffee. And it's beans, too, if you can't see that. It's the beans in there. And I had to grind it myself. But that's a good coffee. It's five countries. And the five countries are, I know one of them's Guatemala, uh, El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, Peru. And Sumatra, Indonesia. So there you go. There's our coffee of the week. And it is good. I like it. Bold but smooth. So we like that. That's a good flavor. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to... We got our Bible reading of the week this week. We are still being listened to in seven countries. And we have eclipsed 1,600 over 1,600 plays, and uh, boy, uh, people are uh, enjoying it. If I can get them out on time, uh, <laughs> you can continue to enjoy them. So, uh, But our Bible reading for this week was Judges 13 through 20 in the Old Testament. So um, we're going to put uh, two episodes out today. So you will get both uh, New Testament Thursday uh, and... Uh, I mean, Old Testament Thursday and New Testament Friday, both on Friday. So we'll do them both this morning. Uh, I was working on my message, among other things, this week and uh, got a little behind. So we're caught up and now we're going to catch up here and then I can go, that's good. So uh, let me let me get rocking and rolling here so we can get into this. Come mm -hmm. on. There we go. Now it's coming in. There we go. So this is the birth of Samson. We had some questions that came in this week, too, on our Bible reading. So we'll try and hit those as we go. Um, so the people of Israel, again, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Yeah, that is no laughing matter. They, uh, this is a consistent thing in the days of the judges. Um, the Lord gave them up into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. And so then uh, the angel of the Lord appeared very awesome. Awesome, it says there in 6. And uh, he says, be strong. You shall conceive and bear a son. So then drink no wine and strong drink and eat nothing unclean. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Uh, and so uh, 
they they asked the angel to stay. Angel of the Lord came again to the woman, um, and uh, she said, uh, "Hold on, I want you to I want you to tell this to my husband." So she ran and got him, came back, and the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, "That's the husband. If all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine, neither let her drink wine." or strong drink, or eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. So the angel of the Lord, they wanted him to stay and have a meal. He said he'd stay, but he wouldn't eat anything. And uh, then they realized that they had seen the Lord, the angel of the Lord. These are one of these appearances, and we mark these out. When things happen, when the angel of the Lord comes and gives a message, sometimes it's an angel, but in this case, it was the Lord. They knew they had seen Yahweh. They knew they had seen the other Yahweh. And the woman is so concerned about that, that she believes that uh, we've seen God. That means we're going to die. Or uh, the husband says, we, we're going to die. And she said, well, if we, if we were going to die, he would have killed us already. So sh sh she gets it. Uh, so, But he knows what the the word of God says, that, you know, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> it's if you no one sees God and lives. So, uh, so but that is the the Father. That is uh, God Almighty. That is the the uh, the the holiness of God, of God the Father, who the the Father maintains in um, the heavens. So uh, Samson gets married. Whoops, my pages are turning. I got a fan on. Um, uh, Samson went down uh, with his father and mother to Timnah, and they came to the vineyard of Timnah, and behold, a young lion came towards him roaring. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. Notice it wasn't in him, it rushed upon him. This is an Old Testament context, no indwelling of the Holy Spirit going here, it's upon him. And he had nothing in his hands, and he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. Well, I got to tell you, um, I, I haven't torn many young goats, uh, but I, I would assume that it, it's capable, it's possible to do. Uh, and it must have been something that they did in that day in order to uh, eat or uh, sacrifice. <gasps> Excuse me. Um, but he didn't tell his father and mother about it, and he went down and, and talked with the woman, and she was uh, right in Samson's eyes. How about that, ladies? Get that kind of a compliment. Well, look at you. You are right in my eyes. Oh, well, thank you, Samson. I guess that was a high, high praise. So, <laughs> um, so he... he, he uh, after some days, he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. That's the one he had ripped in two. And behold, there was a swarm of bees in the body of the lion and honey. He scraped it out into his hands and went on eating as he went. Came to his father and mother, gave some to them, and they ate. But he did not tell them that he had scraped the honey from the carcass of the lion. The, I got a question this week from Judy, 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 uh, regarding the uh, 
how could he eat the honey out of a out of a dead animal? Isn't it unclean? Great question. She understands the blood laws and the death body and stuff like that. Um, the only answer I had for her was uh, um, two things I observed uh, since I gave her the answer. Uh, one is he didn't tell his parents, which means that they probably wouldn't have eaten it had they known where it came from. Secondly, if you know anything about honey, it is uh, one of the purest forms of food that God has created on this earth. It doesn't spoil. It doesn't go bad. Uh, they found honey uh, in Egyptian uh, burial um, tombs that's still good. Uh, it never rots. It, it, it stays clean. So um, I, I, that's the only thing that I can come up with is that uh, that honey is is a is the one of the purest things that God put put on this earth. It's it's a it's so good for you. And it does, that scared me. That came off my phone and it startled me. I don't even know if you heard it, but I heard it. <laughs> uh, so, um, the, uh, so then it, then it goes on and he, um, We talk more about, about Samson, and uh, his father went down to the woman. The Samson prepared the feast. The young men uh, brought 30 companions with them. Samson said, uh, let's go down. So the whole story continues on, um, and uh, they, they um, on the fourth day, they said to Samson, entice your husband to tell us. And so... The the thing about this is Samson with his wife. They keep asking her uh, about um, uh, how do you how do you get his strength away from him, and uh, he, she keeps asking him, and and he keeps giving her the wrong answer, and and uh, she keeps crying before him. I'm trying to catch up my thoughts with my reading here, so. Um, she says, she, you hate me, you don't love me, you have put a riddle to my people. So he gave them a riddle, um, about the, about the, uh, the lion, the honey and the lion. And, uh, and then finally she tells him and, uh, but they had, uh, they had, um, been with his wife, and so he uses the term, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. So she she told the riddle, and uh, it was payment. It was like a wager that went on. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon and, and struck down 30 men of the town and took their spoil and gave the garment to those who had not had told the riddle in, in hot anger, and he went back to his father's house, and Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. So that's that's what had happened. His best man took the woman. Um, so uh, then Samson goes in and defeats the Philistines. Again, we see that term in fourteen, uh, verse 14 of chapter 15. Uh, when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to the men, and the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him 
and the ropes that were on his arms became as flax, and he caught fire, and bonds melted, and he and found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, or if you're reading the King James Version, the jawbone of an ass, and put out his hand and took it, and with it he struck 1,000 men. And Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, have I struck down a thousand men. So he's kind of, he's a kind of a poet uh, judge. And um, they called the place uh, Ramath Leah, the, the, which means the hill of a jawbone. And um, he was became a judge in Israel for 20 years under the rule of the Philistines. Um, while the Philistines were ruling over. Uh, so Samson, and now we get to this very famous story of Samson and Delilah. Uh, I'm not going to sing the song for you. Um, and uh, there there was uh, much rejoicing. All right. So, uh, so Samson went to Gaza, there saw a prostitute, and he went to her. The, the, the Gazites told Samson, uh, we're told Samson has come and they surrender. They surrounded the, the place and set an ambush for him all night, the gates of the city. They kept quiet all night saying, let, let us wait till the night light of morning, I'm holding my glasses instead of using them. Um, but Samson lay till midnight and at midnight he arose and took hold of the doors of the gate to the city and the posts and pulled them up, put them on his shoulders and carried to the top of the hills that was in the front of Hebron. Uh, after this, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistine came to her and said, uh, seduce him, see what, what, uh, where his great strength lies, and, what, and by what means we may overpower him, we may bind him. So they go through this whole thing, they tell her they'll give her the silver, so she goes to him and and uh, he, what's the source of your strength that he lies to her? And then they try they try to do what what he lied to her about, and it doesn't take away his strength. And she does it again. Uh, you've mocked me and and told me a lie, uh, and so he gives him her another lie, and they come do the same thing. Here's what I don't understand. So eventually she 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 wears him down and he tells her about his hair and the 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 being the Nazarite um from God that uh, that can't a razor can't touch his hair his head she tells him and then they come and they and they they uh she cuts his hair and uh I, I don't understand I don't, I don't understand women apparently Men will wear you down. So choose wisely. Choose wisely. Samson did not choose wisely. She kept asking him, and they kept doing it. Did he not put two and two together that, oh, whatever I tell this woman is what they do? And that happened with his wife, too, the same exact thing. And he keeps giving up the information. I, I don't understand it. It's crazy. Um, he doesn't see what the, he doesn't put the connection together or he doesn't uh 
He gets worn down. Let's keep it PG. Uh, so now the death of Samson. Now the Lord, this is interesting, so I wanted to pull this out right here at the end of chapter 16. The Lord of the Philistines gathered to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God. They have the God that they're sacrificing by name. The Dagon God they had. So, um, uh, and when the people saw him, they praised their God. Uh, our God has given our enemy into our hands, ravaged our country. Um, uh, they had already seized uh, Samson at this point, gouged his eyes out, and they were praising their God because of what had happened. And then Samson called to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord, please remember me and please strengthen me only this once. This is an interesting portion where Samson dies. He gets chained to the pillars. He cries out to God. Uh, and Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And then he bowed with all his strength. And the house fell upon the, the lords and upon the people who were in it. So the dead whom he killed at his death were more than those whom he had killed during his life. Then his brothers and all his family came down and took him. So we have a couple of accounts of him killing people. We have one where he killed a thousand, one where he killed uh, 300, one where he killed 30. And so he's killed at least 1,300 men. There were 1,300, more than 1,300 people in this house who died when he knocked the pillars down. So you can imagine the size of these pillars and the size of this house and that God had taken it down. So uh, here's a key statement in 17, which is going to kind of help us as we go here. Um, there was a man in the hill country of Ephraim. His name was Micah, okay? Um, but down here in verse 6 of chapter 17, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. This is key as we come into some of these other chapters and some of this other information. So now we're coming to 18. Uh, and again it says, uh, in those days there was no king in Israel, and in those days the tribe of the people of Dan was seeking for itself an inheritance to dwell in it. For until then, no inheritance among the tribes of Israel had fallen to them. Question I got from Judy. Good question, Judy. Um, and I've put something in Jeff's stack of stuff uh, just to help you with that. So go to Jeff's stack of stuff at www wakeuptotheword.com you can go to Jeff's stack of stuff for that and that shameless plug I just gave and you can go down scroll down you'll see episode 67 where we are right now and you will see something about did the tribe of Dan move judges 181 is it a contradiction of Joshua 1948. Judy picked up on something that people sometimes use to say there's a contradiction in the Bible. Dan was given land in Joshua 1948. Not the year 1948. Joshua chapter 19, verse 48. Dan was given land. But here it says in Joshua 18, he had no land. Great question. Got his original territory, Joshua 19, 
40 says, uh, uh, tells us that the tribe of Dan was, was uh, the seventh tribe allowed to choose their territory. So, uh, and uh, verse 48 says, this was the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Dan, according to their families, these cities with their villages. So very good. Good job, Judy. You get a star. But Judges chapter 1, verse 34, we skim right by it. We don't see it. The tribe of Dan could not occupy the territory. The land they were given was occupied. The Amorites forced the sons of Dan. This is uh, Joshua 1, 34 and 35. The Amorites forced the sons of Dan into the hill country, for they did not allow them to come down to the valley. Yet the Amorites persisted in living in the mountain, uh, in, in Mount Harris. But when the power of the house of Joseph grew strong, they became forced labor. That is uh, Judges 134 and 35. So also the Philistines fought against the Danites. That's in Judges 13, 14, and 15. And, and Judges 13, 1 indicates that they were prevented from occupying their territory due to the sin. And God gave them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. Remember that? We read that. And uh, Judges 14, 4 states that the Philistines were ruling over Israel that is specifically the tribe of Dan, because that's the, the land that they had to, they had occupied. And in that stack of stuff, uh, in that uh, link I'm going to send you to, is a map. And I don't know if you can see that far, but down here is where the Danites were assigned. And up here, up over here, oh, wrong way, up over here is where they end up. So they moved up there to find the land, and that is in the... Um, you find that out here in 18, where they get land up in the north. Good question, Judy. Awesome stuff. Let me see what we got for time. We're getting there. So the Levites, because I have another question that got sent in, again, by Judy. Thank you, Judy. And uh, um, I love Judy, if you don't know that. She's so sweet, and she's only this tall. Um so in those days, verse uh, chapter 19, those days there was no king in Israel. Certain Levite was sojourning in the remote parts of the hill country who took to himself a concubine from Bethlehem in Judah and his concubine was unfaithful to him. Shocking. Um, so now we go on to see this story. Judy's question is actually from chapter 20 that talks about, she said, I want to hear what you have to say about this Levite chopping up the woman and sending her off to all the 12 tribes. Well, first you got to read through 19, and you got to read the story of uh, 19 that happens because 20 is actually, he's recalling what happened in 19. So I'm going to read through that a little bit. This is this thing reads like, uh, you know, an R-rated movie because the violence is unbelievable. Um uh, they, so they started to, to journey out and they, they stopped in, in, uh, Gibeah. Um, I'm just going to make the story a little shorter. Um, 
So as they were making their, uh, so uh, they would, they got there late at night. They not late at night. They got there uh, just just as it was becoming nightfall. No one took them in, and they were out in the square. And then finally, a man comes over and invites them in. Don't stay out here in the square, he says. Come on in. I have enough for everybody. <clears throat> so the man takes them in, and as they were there, there's. Um, they're making merry in the evening. They've got their animals uh, taken care of and put away, and they're in the house. And as they were making uh, their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, worthless fellows, I like that little additive in there, surrounded the house, beating on the door, and they said to the old man who lived there, the master of the house, bring out the man who came into your house that we may know him. And so... They want to ravage this guy. I'm trying to keep it PG, okay? We're not a we're not an R-rated uh, podcast. So <clears throat> they want this guy. And doesn't this sound very familiar? Very familiar. It sounds like the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, <clears throat> where they wanted the angels. And the reply is the same, which is really fascinating to me. I don't understand this. Behold, here are my virgin daughters and his concubine. Let me bring them out now, violate them, and do what, what, and and do with them what seems good to you. But against this man, do not do this outrageous thing. But the men would not listen to them, so the man seized his concubine and made her go out to them, and they knew her and abused her all night until the morning. And as the dawn began to break, they let her go. <clears throat> I, I'm not quite sure even what to what to do with that with that story. Um, as far as culture is concerned, obviously the culture was very different, and women were looked at as property um, rather than something to be valued. So, so the, the, we we can't even wrap our brain around that. But that is the truth of. <clears throat> The the uh, the corruption of sin is what. Oh my goodness! I don't know why my why this is happening. I'm getting uh, all kinds of texts. Um, the corruption of sin all the way back in the garden impacted uh, the the the, uh, the the placement of women alongside men in the eyes of humanity, and so uh, we as redeemed people should restore our thinking, our thoughts, our minds, our hearts to the value of people, not just men and women, people. Uh, Because as we get into the New Testament, you see that in God's kingdom, no male or female, slave or free, the value of people is for God's kingdom and God's family, and that's how we should view all people this was not the case. And so these people living uh, in, in sin and deep in it, and it says they just did what was right in their own eyes. Uh, this is very similar to, uh, to, to other places in Scripture, but the women had no value. And so that's why this ends up this way. Well, they use and abuse her to the point of till she dies and she's lying on the front door. And so he takes her and cuts her up and sends her off to the 12 tribes. And so in chapter 20, when we get there, he's retelling the story because he's not telling how he just gave her over. 
he's telling he just gives the parts where where they take her they overpower him and take her which is not what happened at all he gave her up to save his own skin and um and he sends that out to gather them and raise them up so so how many 400,000 men came and they 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 go down and they they trash uh, Gibeah and uh, I don't know why I'm getting so many texts. It's very distracting. I shut it off, but it still it it apparently didn't work. So that's what leaves us here at twenty. So let me go and um, finish this up, get this thing launched out for you, so I can uh, begin to record New Testament Friday for real. Hope you've enjoyed it. We love you guys. We really do love you. So. You got any comments or questions like Miss Judy? You can call. Don't forget to go check Jeff's stack of stuff and you can uh, check that out for yourself. So hang in there. Uh, great stuff coming. We're almost done with Judges. Heading into the New Testament, I'll be giving you, we're talking about Matthew uh, 26, just one chapter. One chapter. We'll see you all in just a few minutes. True story.